This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. I have dirt bikes. I don't want them to wash away in the foot. Structures that were blown into roadways. I think we had a barn on, on a road. And this quake has unleashed many, many landslides. Shame on you, Joe Biden! We're going to cut the snake off at the head. Her quick reaction, I think, averted a tragedy. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. We start with a water. Flood watches and warnings are posted across most of New York and Pennsylvania for a second day. There's always a little bit of a panic there when I see that we're getting multiple days of heavy rain. Joseph Drostis lives in flood-prone Pottsville, Pennsylvania. He's outfitted his sump pump with PVC pipe to create a sump pump super system. Switch it to my sump pump and then pump it out to 2nd Street. Since opening his shop, he's consistently gone from tailoring suits to pumping water out of his basement because of the city's outdated stormwater system. We don't get any in the store, but it's still a pain in my basement because I have to dry it out, have fans going, dehumidifiers, and uh, it's just a quality of life thing. Nearby in Port Carbon, George Reed told WNEP he's on edge. I have dirt bikes. I don't want them to wash away in the foot or lose a bunch of stuff. You get kind of anxious or nervous. Well, we know now that it's going to be raining over in the next few days, we always are cautious. Port Carbon's mayor, Jim McBreen, says they're keeping a close eye on river levels. We are always watching it. Talking with the fire company, talking with the police, making sure everything is set, that in case this would happen, hopefully not, that we are prepared to help our citizens. More than 100 counties in New York and Pennsylvania under flood watches this afternoon. Four states in the south and northeast have tornado watches out today. Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear says his state has already been hit hard. A lot of the highway impacts were in central and eastern Kentucky. They included crashes involving large trucks or structures that were blown into roadways. I think we had a barn on a road. People took cover from tornadoes at a mall in West Virginia. I heard the wall back there collapse and certainly not your average day at the mall. Damage assessments are also underway in Texas and Oklahoma. In Taiwan, a massive earthquake killed nine people and injured a thousand. President-elect William Lai spoke this afternoon and said many more are trapped in the rubble. Currently, the most important thing is to rescue people. We need to find out how many people are still trapped and to rescue them as soon as we can. 70 miners are trapped in a coal mine. Dozens of buildings collapsed. It was the strongest earthquake to hit the island in 25 years. It's very mountainous. There are narrow valleys and the mountains come down right into the Pacific Ocean. And this quake has unleashed many, many landslides that have cut roads, that have brought down bridges, and we think have also buried uh, some people. Annie Lima is an American tourist in Taiwan. All around us, things were falling off the walls and off shelves, smashing and crashing everywhere. The quake struck during the morning rush hour. Hundreds of aftershocks are being reported. Things are at a standstill in Baltimore because of all of the rain. The water's so murky you can't see 12 inches ahead of you to cut the collapsed key bridge into smaller chunks to bring it to the surface. Shining an underwater light makes it worse. That's making it very difficult to even determine where to cut, how to cut, 
It's very dangerous for our divers to be able to go into this area. Twisted metal, strong currents, and storms not helping. The bodies of several construction workers still in that wreckage. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan had to postpone a trip to Saudi Arabia last night due to a cracked rib. He was supposed to be there today to meet with the Crown Prince for talks on Israel. The White House did not give too many details on the injury, but they did say he did it to himself. And if he Appeals Court heard arguments today on whether a controversial immigration law is constitutional in Texas. Can they arrest and deport illegal immigrants? One of the takeaways from this hearing is that there is still a lot of confusion and uncertainty as to how Texas officials will be implementing this law. One of the provisions in this measure allows state judges to issue de facto deportation orders against migrants who are suspected of violating this law. Secretary of State Antony Blink is pressuring Israel to get to the bottom of that errant missile strike that killed seven international aid workers in Gaza. We've urged a swift, a thorough, an impartial investigation to understand exactly what happened. The volunteers were in a marked convoy when they came under attack. Criticism of the Biden administration's support of Israel was evidenced by the results in several presidential primaries yesterday. That's the sound of Democratic protesters. They were shouting, Palestine Joe has got to go. You have the Jewish community, which is part of your base, and the Muslim community, which is part of your base as well. You really have no place to go. You're going to make someone angry. And what Joe Biden is deciding is there's more people in the Muslim and youth vote than there are in the Jewish vote. And I think that's why he's placating Hamas. Tens of thousands of liberal Democrats voted uncommitted to protest the Israeli-Hamas war. Those protest votes happen in Wisconsin. Rhode Island and Connecticut. New York also held its presidential primary on Tuesday. And the March Madness rematch in women's college basketball was won for the record books. That will do it. This time, it's 12.3 million people watched ESPN's coverage of the Iowa LSU Regional Final, a rematch of last year's championship game. That's an all-time record for the network in terms of viewership for both women and men. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, later school days possible in Pennsylvania, retail theft and dad tired a program just for men. Those stories after a look at weather. It'll turn wintry tonight, cloudy skies with evening rain turning to periods of snow. The snow will be dense and wet. It'll accumulate less than an inch in most of the area by daybreak. But we do anticipate there will be a couple, three, four inches perhaps in the highest elevations of central New York. Now the winds are down, just a breeze tonight, and low temps will dip into the 30s. Then for Thursday, it's cloudy with occasional snow mixed with rain. High temperatures mid-30s to the middle 40s. Thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. NFL fans in and around Buffalo got big news today. Star wide receiver Stefan Diggs has been traded to Houston. Diggs' catches totaled over a thousand yards in six seasons. He played for Minnesota before his four year stint with the Bills. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro wants to improve access to birth control. He's pressuring insurance providers to cover contraceptives, in particular, the new drug called O-Pill. He was recently approved by the FDA for use without a prescription. The top Democrat in Congress visited Victor, New York on Tuesday to talk about retail theft. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says something must be done to stop serial shoplifters. We're going to cut the snake off at the head. 
That's what we're trying to do here. Schumer held a news conference at the Victor Crossing Shopping Plaza, where an Ulta beauty store has had $100,000 worth of merchandise stolen since just last year. Crime rings are costing our communities much too much, impacting our economy, our stores, and our safety. Schumer says serial shoplifters are often part of organized crime rings that resell stolen items on the black market. He wants the DOJ to employ the RICO statute, which was used to go after the mob to help put an end to these sorts of crimes. Tomorrow, a Pennsylvania Senate committee will debate the pros and cons of implementing a later start time to the school day. Supporters say letting students sleep in a little longer improves academic and athletic performance. There's legislation in the works in Harrisburg that would bar districts from starting the school day any earlier than 8.15 a.m. New York State lawmakers are pushing to include the HEAT Act in the state budget. Our own Jeremy Miller has that story. The HEAT Act aligns utility regulation with state climate and emissions reduction targets. Supporters say it's intended to limit costs to customers as the state transitions away from natural gas while capping utility costs at 6% of income to prevent rate hikes. The state Senate has overwhelmingly passed the bill twice, but the Assembly has never taken it up. Governor Hochul included some key provisions in her budget proposal, but not the entire bill. Lawmakers passed a budget extender to keep the government running through tomorrow. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. And a national ministry to men comes to the Family Life listening area next week to encourage guys to find support and accountability and find freedom from their inner doubts. The program is called Dad Tired. Founder Jared Lops tells us more. One of the reasons we call it Dad Tired is if you're doing it right as a parent, both a mom or a dad, you should be exhausted. Good parents are tired because they're pouring out their life for the sake of someone else um, or their children. I've worked with now hundreds and hundreds of men, and I have yet to see a man do this well by himself. But James tells us that if we confess our sins one to another and pray for each other, that we would find healing. The guys who are doing this best um, are the guys who have healed souls. And those guys are the ones who have a group of brothers around them. They're being the kind of brothers that know everything about them and love them fully. Is that camaraderie something that seems to be missing more often than not? We as a people have prided ourselves on independence, that we are independent people, and yet God never ascribed independence as a uh, high quality to, to aspire towards. It's always dependence on Jesus and each other, that we would need each other, this community. Most men would not say that they are lonely. And yet in my conversations with men, even if they're not using the words, what they're actually describing is loneliness. I think that we need to have this call again to say, brother, you cannot do this alone. And that does not mean you're weak. You are weak either way, whether you try to do it alone or not. What you need is to admit your brokenness, come find other brothers and do this thing together. For those who are coming to, or at least considering going to a dad tired conference, what do you emphasize? First, I would say this is for all men. So regardless of age, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, whether you're married or you don't, you're not married, most men feel either ignorance, they don't know what to do. Like they're just, they're trying to be the best man that they can be and they just really don't know what to do. That's some men. There are a lot of men who know what they do and feel like they're constantly falling short. And those men often deal with shame. 
God knows and he still delights in you fully, wants to change all that brokenness and mess. My prayer is that you'll show up and just be encouraged. This isn't a chance to bash you and tell you you're not doing well, but really fulfilled and filled up to go live out the calling that God has on your life. That Dad Tired Workshop will be held Saturday, April 13th at Grace Baptist Church in Batavia, New York. Find registration information and Greg's full interview with the eight-year veteran of men's ministry at familylife.org slash news podcasts. Time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks trading mostly higher today as the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell announced in a speech that the Fed will most likely cut interest rates later this year. A new ADP jobs report out today showing that private sector employment increased in March, beating the expectations. Crude oil increasing moderately to $85.50 a barrel. The Dow today down 43 points. The Nasdaq gained 37 and the S&P 500 rose 6. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com. If you want to manage money well, start with first things first. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. In an article at faithfi.com, writer Randy Alcorn reminds us that we must begin with Stewardship 101. The first thing to learn is this, from Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. That word everything means what it says. Everything. Our cars, our homes, our bank accounts, they all ultimately belong to the Lord. We serve as His managers, His stewards over those things. If we deeply cement those two truths in our hearts and minds, many financial decisions become clearer and our stewardship becomes a loving response to all God has done for us. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, faithfi.com, or by downloading FaithFi, Faith and Finance from your app store. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, the bus driver that saved a kindergartner, but first weather with Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Well, we've had rain, plenty of that. We've had wind, a fair amount of that as well. And soon, some of us will have snow. A storm tracking from the Great Lakes region to New England will draw colder air into the region tonight. Now, most areas will see little to no accumulation, but a few inches of dense, wet snow could accumulate across higher elevations, especially in central New York. Here's the call for tonight. It's cloudy. Rain will turn to sleet and snow, and low temps will dip into the 30s. Low temps 30s, holding in the 30s and low 40s tomorrow, with clouds, occasional snow, and some mixed rain. All right, thank you, Kevin. Finally at five, bus driver superhero. The superintendent of the Fayetteville Manlia School District in central New York is praising the actions of a bus driver who saved the life of a kindergarten student last week. Craig Tice says had that driver not acted quickly, it's likely that a five-year-old girl would not be alive today. A lapse of judgment uh, in one moment could affect a family and a child's life forever. Her quick reaction, I think, averted a tragedy from occurring. I know they did a shirt for her that said not all superheroes wear capes, they're bus drivers, and I know she will treasure that forever. The kindergarten student was getting off the bus last Thursday afternoon when a 66-year-old man, for whatever reason, decided to speed past the bus while it was stopped. The driver of that vehicle has been charged with reckless endangerment. The bus driver grabbed the child by her backpack and kept her out of harm's way, saving her life. That's the world that we live in for Wednesday, the 3rd of April. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. 
Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.